Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. In this episode, my special guest, Heather Ernest, shares the importance of empowering girls and how significantly confidence impacts our success. Her program, The Powerful Girl Project, is an educational program for middle school and high school girls. The mission is to empower young women to truly love and accept themselves while building the lives of their dreams. Hey, everybody. This is Violet Lang, and I am so pumped to be here today with Heather Ernest. Heather is a total rock star with a corporate career, a CrossFit person, and a bunch of other amazing things that she does. But she also is starting a very, very cool initiative that's really going to change the world and help so many women and girls. And she's starting this thing called the Powerful Girl Project. And Heather, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself and then share more about the Powerful Girl Project. Sure. Thanks, Violet. Um, thank you for having me here. I'm really excited to uh, to get to talk to you and to get to talk to your audience about um, who I am and this program that I'm starting. So, uh, you know, as you mentioned, I have been working in the corporate world, um, you know, for most of my career. Um, I have a, a science background and my roles have primarily been a combination of science and business. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been really great. Um, I've, I've experienced a lot of success in my career, but I always kind of felt that there was something missing or that I was sort of called to, to do something or to create something else. And I didn't really know what that was. And, you know, I kind of started exploring and, got into mentoring. So, uh, living in, in Chicago, um, I got involved with, you know, a couple of great organizations that, that service, uh, primarily high school girls from some of Chicago's more underprivileged communities. And, and these groups primarily focused on, you know, helping girls, you know, pass their, uh, standardized tests, uh, you know, focus on getting good grades, getting scholarships, you know, and just getting prepared for, you know, college and sort of the next steps. And, you know, I think those are really, really great programs. And so, you know, I loved kind of coming in as a professional and being able to sort of share, you know, some wisdom and insights and, and things for those girls, because just seeing the way that they, you know, would light up and um, sort of, just kind of be like, wow, this is so great. I love listening to you and, you know, asking for advice. Um, it was just, I was like, oh, this feels so good. Um, but again, there was sort of what I noticed, um, some kind of gaps just even in, you know, school curriculum, as well as, you know, what may be getting taught, you know, either by parents or, you know, through other outlets, uh, that there's kind of a gap in, in things that are sort of missing. And what I mean by that is just in areas that I know I struggled with too, but um, like self-esteem and confidence building and body image, um, health and wellness and setting boundaries and speaking up for yourself. So um, I kind of felt inspired to just kind of reflect deep within myself and my own experience and, um, you know, kind of start to create something that I could share with with other young women and hopefully, you know, sort of help them with some of the struggles that I saw them going through. 
That's amazing. That's so inspiring. Um, what have you noticed as you've been kicking this off? Like, what are some of the, the needs that you're finding in the girls and then maybe even like with their parents? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so a lot of the girls that I've, that I've either surveyed or, you know, talked to in person say that they really struggle with, uh, I think confidence first and foremost, and that's just, you know, believing in themselves. A lot of girls have this fear of, of failure and fear of rejection. And oftentimes they're so afraid to fail because they want to be perfect. And it's sort of like this pressure that's created, um, on young women and and females in society in general is that, you know, you have to kind of be perfect and you have to get, you know, only get good grades and, you know, excel, excel in everything. And, you know, failure is really looked at as a negative thing, uh, as opposed to as a, as a growth model. And so a lot of these young girls are just, you know, feeling the pressure to, to kind of be perfect and to perform and, you know, to always be kind of on the ball with things and, you know, their confidence is not always, um, I don't know, like up to par or they, they struggle with it. And, you know, things like self-esteem too, especially with, um, just with social media and just these advertisements and messages that, you know, they're kind of bombarded with, that's sort of always telling them, you know, that you're not enough as you are, you know, you need to lose weight or look a certain way or have, you know, a certain makeup or hair clothes and things like that. And so I think there's a lot of just a lot of pressure and struggles when it comes to, to self-esteem and confidence and, um, you know, and, and body image. So, and I'm seeing that from, you know, from talking with the girls and then also, uh, you know, hearing from some of their, their moms and just saying like, wow, yeah, um, I completely struggled with this growing up and there was really no, nobody and, and not really many resources to kind of address this. So, um, definitely seeing, seeing it as a gap and kind of excited to see, you know, what we can do to sort of change that. Yes. I cannot even imagine growing up with social media and all that that entails, you know, everything being so public and image driven as a young child. It's just, wow, it's, it's mind boggling. And what have you seen or what do you think are the implications, you know, for girls not having this addressed if they, if they continue to have low self-esteem or don't believe in themselves, like how does that affect their career, their finances, their love life? Totally. Um, and it really is like kind of a, a, a ripple effect. And I think people don't even realize how, how much it impacts just your life. And I mean, I can even just sort of speak for myself in that, you know, I was always kind of a, just a more shy, quiet, uh, you know, young girl. I kind of, I, I got made fun of, I was a little bit, um, a little bit chubbier and, you know, uh, definitely got, bullied a little bit, uh, when I was in, you know, elementary school and middle school, uh, didn't kind of look like everybody else did, but, um, you know, academically I was really able to, to kind of perform. And I think I really, um, put a lot of pressure on myself in that regard to, to just do so well, but, um, you know, always struggled with, with body image, uh, and even, you know, kind of even growing up then into, you know, like my twenties, um, you know, that kind of then caused a, well, I need to just, you know, 
starve myself or try to get really skinny or this or that. And it was just like kind of a constant battle of me against myself, you know, just never feeling enough, never feeling, um, you know, good about my body or, you know, confident in myself. And, you know, I definitely struggled too with that sort of perfectionism or, or, um, performance mode where, you know, I felt like if I failed at something, instead of taking it as a lesson and, and kind of coming back and learning from it, I sort of took it as, oh, I failed at this. I must not be smart enough. I must not be good enough. And instead of like building resilience to try again, I took it as just a, a deep sort of like stab into my self-worth and my self-esteem. And so uh, I think just, you know, from my my own personal experience, it, it's definitely caused me to um, to struggle as an adult and, and definitely in relationships too, especially, um, you know, not, not feeling super confident or like you're, you know, super valuable or worthy definitely, you know, makes you kind of, you know, put up with a lot or not speak up for your needs, not set good boundaries. And, and that doesn't really set up a great healthy relationship, uh, when you can't, communicate your needs or you don't feel like you deserve to have your needs met. So, um, you know, this whole process has really uh, kind of caused me to do a lot of work, you know, just on myself and, and overcome a lot of those things. And, you know, I feel really, really great about myself now. And, you know, I've had a lot of great guides and teachers along the way. So um, also shout out to Violet. So yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think it's just something I'm very passionate about, uh, you know, just given my own experience. And I'd love to, um, you know, be able to share that and bring that to other young women. I'm so touched by that because I know that women I work with, you know, like you and others, oftentimes they haven't learned these skills and these tools. And then they don't even realize like, oh, wait, I can do things differently. I don't just have to inherit the pat inherit the pattern of, you know, my family or my friend group, or um, sometimes we don't even realize what's possible. And I think that for me is what's like sad or disheartening about when a woman or a young girl doesn't have confidence is that she dreams smaller. You know, she limits her vision. She opts out of things. And I'm not a massive fan of the whole Sheryl Sandberg leaning in in a, in a you know, extreme way. But I do think there's something about saying yes to opportunities instead of this old idea of, well, if I just put my head down and work hard enough, then people will notice versus a woman empowered who walks into the room and is confident and smiling and chatting up the room. I mean, it's just a totally different experience of life. Yes. And, and I love, yeah. And I love that you said that because it's such a, it's such a game changer. And, you know, there's so many studies that show that, you know, women definitely hold themselves back and confidence is a huge, um, can be a huge barrier because, you know, women might see a, like a job posting or a role and read the description and say, well, unless I meet a hundred percent of those, um, qualifications, I can't apply for it versus, you know, a lot of studies show, well, men might meet 50 or 60% of the criteria and say, well, you know what, I can do this. Like, even if I don't know everything I can do it, you know? And so we're, we definitely limit ourselves when it's like, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm awesome. I can do this. So. <laughs> yes. I love that. And um, was there a particular moment that inspired you to start this or was it just a dawning awareness of how important this is? 
Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> that's a really good question. I would say it kind of, I feel like it kind of gradually unfolded. I think as I was, you know, sort of on my, on my own journey and experiencing some shifts and changes within myself, uh, I think it was something that, I don't know, I, I always had in me, but I kind of sort of suppressed it, I guess, for a while. And, and kind of what I mean by that was like, I always, growing up, I always loved to write. And then, uh, like I wrote my first like little mini book when I was in fourth grade, it was like a hundred pages. And, um, I was so proud of it. And I was like, I'm going to be a writer one day. And then, um, in fifth grade, I got really passionate when we studied about women's studies and women's rights and the right to vote. And like, I was like, this is amazing. This is so awesome. And I had these like two passions of like, I loved writing and I loved the idea of like helping women, but that never really, you know, that was never something that anyone was like, well, yeah, you could turn that into a career. And so, you know, um, I kind of was like, well, that's not practical. That's not realistic. And, you know, went in and studied math and science and, you know, kind of followed the career path that way. And, I would say definitely kind of like suppressed a lot of myself um, sort of throughout that time and in my career. And I mean, I had a lot of success, which was great, but like my heart was kind of aching and I felt like, ah, I meant to like do something else. And I feel like that didn't really come out until I sort of allowed myself to dive sort of deeply within myself and heal a lot of those pains and experiences that I've been through in the past that I sort of suppressed and just those emotions and even like the sensitive parts of myself, I kind of just turned all of that off to say like, well, this is what, you know, this is what I have to be for society. I have to be strong and tough and corporate and this and that. And, you know, that wasn't entirely me. So I wasn't really being totally true to myself. And so I think just through the personal growth work, um, I really started to get to know, re-get to know myself and what really mattered to me. And once I got in touch with that, I felt like sort of like the creativity just started to like blossom and come out. And I felt like for the first time, like this feels so right. And this feels so good and important. And I'm this, I'm meant to do this. Mm, I love the conviction in your voice and just the passion that you have for doing something that fulfills your soul. When you're talking about your heart aching and knowing that you were meant for more, I was like, yes, I totally believe in you. And um, we can have many passions and many ways that we contribute and give back. And I know it's never too late to start something that is going to inspire and help other people. So that's amazing. Absolutely. And you're, you've been very inspiring to me. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I definitely want to say thank you too, for all that you do and just like the amazing work that you do in the world, because I think it's inspiring and wonderful and so needed and it's what inspires me. Amazing. Well, we inspire each other. I mean, that's the great thing about being in community is that 
you know, as each light shines brighter, it just makes the whole room brighter. And um, yeah, it's so fun. It's such a pleasure to witness you just completely blossom. Not only are you in a great relationship right now, but you're crushing it at your career. And now you're doing something that really is going to change, yeah, change the world and change your communities. And can you talk a little bit more about this? Is it a virtual thing? Is it in person? Just give people a flavor of, of the program itself or the project itself. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I'm kind of in sort of pilot, uh, in the pilot phase right now. Um, you know, starting the program, it was intended to be, uh, an online program. So a virtual program, uh, with about 12 weeks in length, um, 10 to 12 weeks. And, um, it's going to be a combination of, you know, written content that, um, that, that the kids would download. There's readings, there's, um, instructional videos, and then there's different um, sort of worksheets or exercises that go along with it, some of which is um, journaling, some of which is, uh, you know, what we kind of like to call mirror exercises, where, you know, for example, you kind of go up to the mirror and you have to repeat, um, you know, these positive, uh, body positive affirmations to yourself and just develop a positive relationship with yourself. Um, and then we have, um, we've got, we'll have calls with each other, uh, where we, we go through some, um, discussion topics and share with each other and just sort of, uh, address challenges that, you know, the group and everyone is going through and kind of work through it together. Um, and, and yeah, and then there's also, um, what I'm also working on on the side as well is developing workshops. So, um, you know, originally I'd kind of thought that this would be online with the goal of sort of, you know, trying to reach, I guess, the most people, um, just kind of all throughout the country so that folks could just, you know, log in and, and have access to the information. But I'm also, um, piloting some, some workshops with various, uh, nonprofit orgs and some after-school programs as well uh, that we'll be running as sort of six to eight week uh, after-school workshops where, you know, we're also focusing on some of the same topics, um, self-esteem, confidence building, and and body image. And so those in-person workshops, you know, we'll be going through some content as a group. Uh, Again, we'll have some really great discussion topics, some exercises to do, um, and it'll sort of just be a great way to build a community. Um, and, and we're also, uh, creating a community on Facebook, uh, that's sort of a private community where, um, you know, women can go for resources and, uh, you know, we've got polls and conversation starters and share articles and content with each other and, and just support each other through, you know, sort of whatever, uh, people are going through. So still kind of, uh, still kind of figuring out all the details, but, um, we've got a a pilot actually starting next week. So going to take sort of the first crop of young ladies through it and, and see how it goes. I'm just excited to, uh, kind of get going on it and, and get feedback on how to sort of make it, make it better. It's going to be awesome. Wow. That sounds so cool. You've put a lot of thought into it and I love how layered it is with the different types of support and exercises and, you know, like anything that we create, it's iterative. And so it's just going to get stronger and richer and better and more impactful and, and reach more people. And this thing can be global. There's every woman in the world and every daughter and child in the world needs to know that they're okay. They're enough that it's okay for them to be confident and feel comfortable with who they are. 
Yeah, totally. And, you know, and I was thinking of that um, sort of before we started talking, just, you know, I, I think it's great that, and I definitely think it's something that's needed here uh, within the U.S., but, you know, I think even more so globally, because, you know, we have you know, we have a lot of resources here, but there's so many girls sort of across the world that are, that are suffering that, you know, could really use something like this too. And so I think my, my big dream and ultimate vision is to, yeah, is to be able to spread this message just sort of across the world. Cause I think, I think all girls and women need it. Yes. Amen. What's <laughs> been your favorite, what's been your favorite part of the process so far? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think for me, I am kind of a storyteller and I love to write. And so a lot of, um, a lot of what people will see within the content is sort of a fusion of, of my story with some of like what I'm teaching. And so, um, kind of like weaving it together. And I think even just telling my story and getting to write, it just sort of ignites me from like a passion standpoint. I just love it. And I love um, telling stories and, you know, and hearing other people's stories too. I think, you know, one of the things that I've loved is just, you know, if, if I share something about myself that might be kind of deep or kind of vulnerable or, you know, kind of out there that people don't usually put out there having, um, you know, having girls or having young women respond and say, Oh, I can like, I can totally identify with this. Here's what happened to me. Like I've been through this too. And it kind of just, you know, it kind of bonds you in a way. And so I feel very, you know, lucky that I get to tell us, tell a story and tell what I've been through and kind of how I've been able to overcome some things in the hope that that can then, you know, inspire, you know, other women. And we sort of just create this, this bond and this community and network of women supporting each other and um, raising up or, you know, helping this next generation to, um, you know, to be the best version of themselves and to really learn to love and accept themselves, flaws and all, you know, um, nobody should have to spend, you know, half of their life or 10 years of their life or any point of their life, you know, not loving themselves or, or criticizing themselves or beating themselves up inside. I think, you know, for me that went on for far too long and I, you know, wouldn't want to see that for other young women. So I think teaching them to love and accept themselves is, is key. Hmm. My heart feels so happy just hearing that. I couldn't agree more. You said something to the effect of no one should have to spend any of their life not loving themselves. It's we're inherently lovable just because we exist. You know, we're here. And and the more we love ourselves, the quicker we can change and grow and keep a learning mindset instead of a rigid mindset. Like, oh, what did I do wrong? And that feels really important. I, I have kind of a vulnerable um, question that I that I have for you. Um, mm -hmm. But before I share that, I just wanted to piggyback on what you said too about storytelling you know, I always think it's this process of feel it, heal it and reveal it. You know, the revealing itself is like so powerful and then feeling it and healing it and getting to the point where we feel comfortable revealing it in the revealing. I feel like it sparks that feeling and healing of other people. So it's that ripple effect, which is super cool. Mm -hmm. Yes. And just, yeah. And just kind of like owning it and not being ashamed of it, I think is huge because yeah, for me, I think for a long time, there were just things that I was just ashamed of that I, you know, that I had been through. And I'm like, 
why am I, you know, why am I putting this shame on myself or, you know, something, you know, things that maybe I've experienced that, you know, so many other women have probably been through. And I think, you know, we're holding ourselves back when we, when we live in that shame, it's like, just kind of break the chains off. And like you said, the more that we sort of speak up and share um, and sort of own our truth, um, the less grip that that sort of shame and blame and, you know, all those things has on us. So it's, it's incredibly freeing. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm curious about is what about this process has been challenging either from internal, you know, voices or opposition or from external, if there's been people who didn't believe and how did you get through those challenges? Mm, That's such a good question. Um, because there were definitely, definitely times, um, I think even earlier this year where I felt, I felt very isolated um, and I felt very kind of alone. And what I mean by that is just that, you know, I, I was really sort of, I guess, diving within myself and wanting to have a different vision of my life for my life. And some of that means feeling, feeling judged or not accepted by you know, just even family and some friends. Like I felt like, I felt like I lost, you know, some people, like, I feel like I lost a lot of people. And, you know, I had this sort of moment where I was like, you know, should I just go back? Like, should I just go back to what's safe? Because I'm feeling, yeah, I'm feeling like I'm on this rock alone and these waves are crashing in and I'm having to like really grow through this sort of transformation that I'm going through and, you know, going through uncharted territory. And I was like, should I just turn back? And I was like, no, like I can't, I, I can't do it. And there was, I mean, believe me, there was a lot of like nights that I just like, you know, I would even just like cry myself to sleep because I'd be like, this is hard. Like, this is just a struggle. And I don't, you know, there's some people that support me, but you know, sometimes even the people closest to you just don't understand. And it really, it kind of takes, I don't even, I don't know what it is, but I think there was sort of like, you know, this anxious voice inside me that was like, just turn back, just turn back. It's not safe. And then there was like this calmer voice that was just like, no, you're going to get through it. And so I think a lot of just like self-soothing and meditation and, um, just belief in myself was kind of, you know, what it really took to sort of crawl out of some of those dark places or, um, mindset battles where, you know, in your mind, you're saying, I'm not good enough for this, or I can't do this. I don't have experience with this. And you almost have to like battle back and say like, no, I'm awesome. No, I got this. And it can be, (laughs) you know, it could sometimes be a daily struggle, but, um, it's so worth it. And it's just the process, I think, that you you have to go through and um, you just, you climb over that rock and get to the other side, so. Yes, and what a gift for young people to even know the term mindset or think about their self-talk. It's, it's just amazing what's possible when youth have these tools. Their whole life is going to be different and they're going to have such a opportunity to really cultivate the life, the mindset, the friendships, the relationships, the career that really is expressive of who they are versus 
weeding their garden, so to speak, like <laughs> much later, much later in life. And, and we had the blessing of doing that sooner as well. You know, we, we get to do this as our generation in our twenties, thirties and forties, and maybe the generation before us didn't do it until after they went on retirement or, or if ever. So it's just amazing how humanity and civilization is getting faster and faster about being at our best on the edge of, you know, human design and human evolution from thoughts to embodiment to community, like the groups that you're creating. Yeah, totally. And I think it's going to be, I'm excited to see what that looks like. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a different world just, you know, as, as future generations are becoming more self-aware and learning more about these things earlier on. uh, I think it's just, it's going to get better and better. And, you know, I, at the same time, I kind of, um, you know, I've thought about that before, like, well, you know, what if like, you know, my parents or if a teacher, if someone had taught this to me earlier, like, would my life be different or, you know, and I've, I've played that what if game and, you know, kind of made peace with it myself and just said like, would I have wanted this journey to be any other way? And the answer is no, you know, like, I think Mm -hmm. it's, it's the right time. And, you know, cause part of me was like, well, what if I had started doing this right out of college and in my early twenties and this and that, and I'm like, yeah, but I wouldn't have learned all the lessons that I'd learned that I've learned along the way. And I wouldn't be who I am today. So no, mm -mm. (laughs) I completely agree. We, we get these opportunities in life and then we can share that wisdom with other people. And you have such a great career and have gone through a lot of changes in your own self that now is like rich fuel that you can share with people and have some deep context and empathy and understanding. Totally. Yes. Um, and I just, yeah. And I just care about people a lot. And I think like, I've always had that and I just want, I just want to see people kind of just sort of find their best selves and find themselves and love themselves. I feel like that's one of the, the greatest life lessons that, that we can all learn is just, you know, to really love ourselves. It feels like an achievement in and of itself. It is. It is. <laughs> it's so important. It's the, it's the foundation of everything. So Heather, I ask every guest on the show, what brings them pleasure? Ooh, what brings me pleasure? So many things. Um, I would say, um, <clears throat> like a good cup of tea, a book, a cozy blanket, um, CrossFit, um, my burlesque dance classes, um, and just good conversation with friends. I think, um, there's so many pleasures in life. Um, I think my favorite pleasure right now though, is getting to walk outside and seeing, like the leaves changing because it's fall here and well, I mean, it's fall everywhere, I guess, but um, getting to see the leaves change and it's just, for me, it's kind of just symbolic and it's also just, it's just really beautiful. I feel like sometimes I feel like when I walk outside and, you know, I get to walk through the park and just look at the trees. It's like, it's kind of like a little daily fairy tale and it gets me to like slow down and when I'm in my head, just kind of get back into the present and be like, wow, look at how beautiful our world is. It's just, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. And if people are interested in learning more, how would they find you or how would they find out more information to join your beta test or find a workshop if they're in your area? 
Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, so they can go to, um, they can go to the website, which is uh, powerfulgirlproject.com. Uh, they can send me, uh, they can send me an email as well. Um, the email address is, uh, H U R N E S S at powerfulgirlproject.com. Or we're also on Facebook. Uh, you can like us and our group is called the powerful girl project. So we've got a page there and a community that you can join as well. Perfect. And then as we wrap up, you know, a lot of people listening to this are probably not young girls because we do have some sexual content on this podcast. But <laughs> if, uh, if it was a mom or a teacher listening, like anyone who interacts with young girls, like what would you want them to know? Um, that's a good question. I would say that, um, you know, that it, that it starts with you, um, because so much of what our, our girls learn is, is modeled from, you know, is modeled from their parents. And so I think, you know, look, look within yourself at, at sort of your, your own dialogue and, and how you treat yourself and, you know, do you love yourself? And are you, are you modeling that for, you know, for the young women and the young girls in your life? Because I think maybe, you know, the greatest gift that you can give to them is by just, you know, fiercely loving yourself and showing them the way to love themselves. I think that's, um, that's what I would say. Yeah. Mm. So powerful. So true. Well, thank you, Heather, for your wisdom. Thank you for your spark, your courage, your tenacity and bringing this to life. I know it takes a lot of grit and I'm proud of you for keeping going and also trusting yourself and the process. So thank you again for sharing your time and people who are listening, definitely check out the website, thepowerfulgirlproject.com. And we will put that website in the show notes as well. And Heather, I will love to have you back on the show in six months or a year. And you can give us an update on how many women and, and girls you're serving. That would be awesome. And thank you, Violet, so much for, uh, for letting me come on here and chat with you. It's been, it's been a real treat. Thank you, Heather. Okay. Thanks, Violet. Thanks for tuning in and turning on for Healthy Love. Because better relationships mean more power, more creativity, and a better planet. I'm here to end the suffering of abuse and loneliness, and it starts with you. Please subscribe to my show and leave a review. If you want more love, pleasure, and power in your life, go to violetlang.com forward slash talk. That's violetlang.com forward slash talk to sign up for a free Breakthrough to Love call. These are special deep dives only for women who are committed and ready for lasting love. If that's you, book your time now with me or my team.